What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Between Two Tackles. I'm your host, Alex Spinelli, and alongside me, as always, is Ray Volo. No Dino tonight, but we got a good pod. We got uh, another rebuild episode, the Indianapolis Colts, Ray. Yeah, pumped up. This is a good one. Uh, I'm hyped that uh, they got their coach in time so we can go through this because I think this right. is one of the most interesting teams of the offseason, to be honest. They have uh, they have a fair amount of cap room, and they got that number four overall pick and a massive fat question mark at QB. Definitely. We delayed this this episode almost three weeks because we were waiting on that head coach. Dude, it's, it's so crazy how long that they uh, they both took, them and the uh, Cardinals. Kind of wild. Yeah, like teams. I feel like teams don't usually take till after the Super Bowl, right? Like that, right? Yeah. Like even if yeah. the fact that like it's in the, that he was playing in, in the Super Bowl. Yeah, I feel like sometimes I get like announced early. No, maybe I'm mistaken. I but mean, maybe it was wrapped. Uh, there's no way it was wrapped up. That would have been reported. But anyway, they got their man, Shane Steichen. Good for him. Um, let's get back to the Colts. This past off season seemed like there was a lot of hope. I know. I even listened back to our uh, picking the division winners episode at the beginning of the season. And me and you were both on the Colts. I think a lot of people thought that the uh, decision for to trade for Matt Ryan was a good one. I thought that they could possibly uh, win the division, but the team started three, five and one. They decided to fire head coach Frank Wright and they named Jeff Saturday, the interim head coach, which we thought was crazy guy with no NFL experience. But won his first game and then proceeded to lose his next seven down the stretch. They really struggled without Shaq Leonard. It feels so weird calling him Shaq Leonard still. Yeah. I, I keep seeing it when I was uh, <laughs> doing research for this, and I was like, what the fuck? I, I remember during the season, I was like, who the fuck is that? I had no idea. <laughs> I, was just, I was so confused. Uh, they only got three games out of him because of a back injury. Jonathan Taylor missed six games, various injuries. Like you said, they go into this offseason – Fourth overall pick, massive need at quarterback. They finally have their coach, and he needs to get to work big time. This offense was absolutely brutal last year. Bottom seven in passing touchdowns, led the league in interceptions, the most sacks allowed, bottom 10 in rushing yards, and bottom three in rushing touchdowns. Absolutely brutal, um, especially for a team that is paying pretty significant money to three offensive linemen. Yeah, I mean, I think injuries had a lot to do with it. I mean, like you said, all you listened to who was on the I, uh, IR. I think they ended up with, I think at the end of the season, they were like the fifth most cap accumulated on the IR. They had like 20% of their cap on there. Um, obviously, some guys were banged up and they were clearly uh, not in the running. They just decided to sit it out, obviously, for, for the betterment of their health. But on paper, this isn't a bad team. No. Uh, you mentioned it. I, I really do like their offensive line. I think they've invested heavily in it. Um, I mean, Quentin Nelson's still one of the best guards in the game. I think he missed some time too this year, no? Or am I yeah, just I, I think he missed a game, maybe. He was up and down though. Yeah, I still he, he's still one of the better guards in the league. I think Ryan Kelly is a good center. Uh and they're they all these guys are locked up. Quentin Nelson's through signed through twenty twenty seven. Ryan Kelly's signed through twenty five. Braden Smith, uh former second round pick, is signed through twenty twenty six. And then Bernard Raymond, uh the third round pick. I wasn't too high on him coming out this past year. I think third round's about where he deserved to go, but he played pretty well. I think he started 11 games, and uh, I mean, I think he had like allowed like four or five sacks, seven pressures, something along those lines, but uh, he's promising. So, I mean, that that right guard spot's got a little bit of a hole that they can uh, share up, but I think it's one of the better offensive lines go uh, for a rookie quarterback to come into. Right. It's interesting 
because they were so bad this past year. But you feel good about that group, I think. I, I don't know. I still feel like maybe they could use a swing tackle, um, some depth. I think they could definitely still draft somebody, depending on how much capital they actually have in this draft. Um, but obviously, number one pressing issue is the quarterback spot. Seen the quarterback carousel the last three years. They had Phillip Rivers. They had Carson Wentz. And last year with Matt Ryan, they've made every indication, I think, this offseason that they are not going the veteran route. They're going to draft a guy. They're going to get a guy in here. How do you see a rookie, depending on, obviously, who it is? Um, we've talked about Levis a lot in this spot to them. How do you feel about a rookie quarterback coming into this team with with some of the pieces that they have? Yeah, I think I think there's there's no secret they're going rookie here. I think uh uh what you call it, the owner and Ballard were even openly talking about it at the press conference, some of the guys. Right. Uh I think the the most interesting thing is gonna be is whether they decide to stand pat at four or uh move up to one, but I guess we'll talk about that later. I think this is probably one of the more attractive landing spots for a rookie quarterback. I mentioned that I offensive line, they've they've obviously invested considerably in it. You have Jonathan Taylor in the backfield, banged up, only played eleven games this past season, but He's shown one healthy. He is one of the best running backs in the game. I am a little curious, though. He's got three years in the NFL already. He's had about 756 rushing attempts, not to mention uh, over 900 in college. Yeah, He was a second-round pick, so this is his last year under contract. How do you think that's going to play out? I don't see them any way in hell they can extend him this offseason, right? Yeah, I don't know. They have to make a ton of decisions next offseason. Him, Pittman, Kenny Moore, Stefan Gilmore, who's aging, but maybe you look at a one-year deal. Julian Blackman are all free agents. Pittman's already a free agent? That's pretty, pretty wild. Next, yeah. Like, oh. They have this year, then the, obviously the next one. Yeah, yeah and I, I'm assuming they're going to pay Kenny Moore. I, he's been really rock solid for them. He's awesome nickel. So I don't know. I I feel like you can't. I don't know. I, I feel. I feel like you can maybe tag him, and then see how it plays out. Especially you have a, your rookie on a rookie deal, so you are heavily invested in the offensive line. Yeah, I don't know. It's going to be I, interesting. Regardless, I think you probably have at least you have at least one, most likely two years of Jonathan Taylor uh, for this rookie quarterback, which I think is a huge, uh, huge crutch to have. Someone that you can just reliably go hand the ball to 20 times a game if if healthy and he'll be easily a 1200 yard rusher so i think that's a really good crush to have and then also uh you mentioned one of them michael Pittman. my love for him is obviously undeniable i think he's gonna i think if you get a quarterback in here he's gonna really take off and be one of those high risers and he'll end up getting paid but uh alec pierce too so they have two big bodied receivers on the outside who kind of do different things uh Pittman's more of like that possession underneath receiver type player and Alec Pierce is the big bodied, but he'll stretch the field. He's fast as hell, blew up the combine. He's another one I wasn't too high on coming out, but I think he serves his purpose. I really would like to see them get uh, one more weapon in here for that rookie quarterback, and I think it'd be a real, real, real nice spot for him. Right. You mentioned Alec Pierce. We'll just quickly go through last year's draft. Took Alec Pierce in the second round. They had no first-round pick from the Carson Wentz trade. Holy took, yikes, I forgot about that. That was a, condition, <laughs> that was a conditional first, too, and if he played 75% of snaps, oh. they wrote him out for the whole year. Tough. 
That guy, uh, that guy's fall off is something else, but keep going. I'm sorry. No, nah, there'll be a 30 for 30 about him for sure. That one season. Uh, they took Jelani Woods in the third round, who had some bright moments this year, caught a couple touchdowns. Um, we mentioned Raymond also in the third round. Nick Cross was also in the third round. They got a bunch of safeties, actually, like pretty crazy. And then they took Rodney Thomas in the seventh round, who actually led the team in interceptions. Seventh round pick from Yale. Uh, who played safety for them this year too. So that was last year. Um, let's talk about this team quickly. We mentioned some obvious needs at quarterback, possibly offensive line. Um, you just mentioned grabbing another weapon. Where are some other team needs and and what are some pieces on this team? What are some units you like? Yeah, so I guess for the positives, I already mentioned I love their um, – I like their. I mean, I don't love it. I like their offensive line. I think it's a real good, solid foundation where they just need to maybe fill that right guard spot, get a swing tackle, like you said, some depth in the draft, maybe day three. Mm. Um, I think I like their kind of their wide receiver core, if you can call it that. They're two big bodies. I think they need to get another guy in there, but it's a good uh, foundation to have where a rookie quarterback is not going to be thrown to some practice squad guys, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and then also their defensive line is low-key – uh, pretty pretty uh, young and kind of intriguing. DeForest Buckner, we all know about him. They uh, traded that first-round pick for him, I think, a while back and extended him. He's had, I think, 24 and a half sacks in three seasons with the Colts. He's a, a great three-tech. And then um, Quiddy Pay, I think, first-round pick two years ago, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, had six sacks this, this year in 12 games, so he's kind of an emerging edge player. He was a real freak athlete out of Michigan. And then uh, Deo... Yeah, Oda Nigbo, is that it? Yeah, uh, he's another one. I think he was a second round pick that same year. Uh, he's a big athletic guy, he rushes off the edge predominantly, and he had five and a half sacks. So they got some intriguing edge players with some youth. Uh, Yannick Ngakwe was their leading sack man, if I'm not mistaken. He's uh, his contract's up. Surprisingly, that guy's only 28. I know. I was I was shocked at that. Him and and uh, Paris Campbell also up this year. Paris Campbell's twenty five. Yeah, Paris Campbell's young as hell. I, I knew that. I knew that one. <laughs> but um, yeah. But Yannick and Gakwe. I would assume they try to bring him back. But I mean, obviously, it's going to come down to who who they hire as the DC here. But and he's going to get paid somewhere else. So maybe it's they won't get worked out. I think on the open market, he'll end up getting paid. But this defensive line's intriguing. It's young. Uh, they got a star, a proven star up the middle, and then some young, intriguing guys on the edge, which I really like. Right. All right. Let's talk about some of their free free agents. We just mentioned. Well, let's go Yang through. Weak- got- let's go through some weaknesses first, though. We just went through strengths. Let's talk about some weaknesses. Well, oh, you know, first, first things go first. Ahead. You like any strengths? What, what What do you like about this team? Unless I talked about it all. I don't know. Honestly, I don't know how I feel about this team. Like they're solid in a lot of areas i like their secondary i like i still think stefan gilmore is really good and i think kenny moore is good and they had a bunch of safeties who played last year i mean not having Shaq leonard in the in the middle of the field is really tough the whole year like the leader on your team um tough to play without him i don't know how i feel about this receiving core yet i like michael Pittman, but maybe it's just quarterback play that hasn't taking him to the to the next level. But I'm with you. I think they definitely need another weapon with him and Pierce. And then I really like this offensive line coming into last year, but they just played like dog shit. So I don't know. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, it's tough. It's, to- a, it's, a, it's a team that I came in very high on last year. I wasn't even – I we even talked about it. I was not high on Matt bringing Matt Ryan in at all. 
but I just thought this talent on this team would be that good that they would take over the division, but they just played like shit this year. So I don't know, maybe you recover, maybe it was coaching and you're done and you got a, a proven guy in. So I don't know. I, it's a, uh, it's a really interesting team. Yeah. It's a, it's a weird team. Uh, I think on some of the weaknesses, we obviously mentioned QB. I think they need some more help up the middle for their run defense. They allowed about 2,100 rushing yards. Uh, ironically, they didn't, I think they were like top towards the tops in the league at 4.1 yards per carry. Uh, they were in the bottom of rushing yards allowed though. I mean, obviously they were a terrible team. So teams were probably just running, trying to run the clock out of them, but mm-hmm. they also did allow 20 rushing touchdowns, which was the top, like in the top five most. So I think they just got to get a little stronger up front. So maybe some, another defensive tackle to pair with uh DeForest Buckner, maybe another linebacker to try to spell Shaq Leonard and uh, develop it behind him to give a nice one, two punch. And then I know you mentioned the um, secondary. I, I don't know. I think they need another cornerback in there. Stephon Gilmore getting I up do there. Too. He's getting up there in age, and uh, depending on who they bring in as DC, it's gonna. I feel like he's a weird scheme fit for some teams. But an older guy, I think they can clear. I want to say ten million dollars if they cut him, and he's only got, like it's only two million dead. So I think that could very well be an option. I mean, this is like what we were just talking about: strengths and weaknesses of this team. We almost just went through every position group where you're like, yeah, they could add a player here. Like they, like, you know what I mean? Like it's that kind of team. Like I like their corner room. Like, yeah, they could definitely add another corner there. Uh, I, I feel that way about almost every position. Like, I don't know. It's tough. Cause especially if you have to move up, where are those players coming from? True. I mean, they, I think they have some money in free agency. I mentioned, um, I think some of these positions, especially like D tackle, and linebacker, you can find on day three. You can find some good depth and developmental guys. Right. But you're right. Uh, cornerbacks going to be tough, especially with the money they already have alloc- the money and assets. I guess they already have allocated to the secondary. Yeah. Um. So let's talk some cap space. Eleven point eight million in cap space right now. The Matt Ryan contract is looming. He's not going to retire because I think he's owed like twelve million or something. Even if he doesn't play, um, it's eighteen million in dead cap. What do you what do you do there? You think you just hold him on the roster? No, no, no. He's gone. You can clear seventeen. He's he's gone. There's no chance that you hold him. You can't do it. Uh, all the dead money will accumulate for this. Then he's showing up to work. Yeah, it doesn't all these money will <laughs> all the money will accumulate to uh this coming season. So it'll be off the books uh when they really want to try to be con- super competitive the following year in, in 2024. So you get him off the books. Um, you got Sam Ellinger to back up the rookie. I mean, whatever the fuck that's worth, yeah. but uh, yeah, there's no chance. Seven, those, that 17 mil can be allocated other, elsewhere. We've already talked about it. They need they need some things, right? Some of their guys we mentioned: Yannick Ngakwe, Paris Campbell, uh, Bobby Okikare, and uh, Robinie McLeod. Who you want to start with? Any of those guys? Anybody I didn't mention? I mean, I think you touched on all of it. Uh, I think Yannick Ngakwe is the one who's going to be really intriguing to see if they can bring back. Uh, I mentioned it earlier. I think he's going to have a market. Pass rushers always do, especially the fact that he's only 28 years old, coming off damn near 10 sacks. But uh, if you can try to figure out a way to get him for an affordable price, I think that's a good guy to have. Try to mentor some of those other young, uh, younger edge players and really solidify that position as a rock solid uh, strength for your team, where you don't need to go reinvest high capital in. Right. I kind of want them to bring back uh, Paris Campbell. Oh, he was dude, good last year. He's so gone, bro. Uh, I love my guy Paris Campbell. He, I think he's more of a gadget guy, but 
it just I feel like it just didn't work out. I think he's gonna have to go. He's gonna go somewhere else where everyone needs speed, and then in this uh, wide receiver market, he'll get paid a decent penny for probably like a one year prove it deal. Yeah, that's why a, a one year. I mean, he's not gonna get more than a one year deal anywhere. Yeah, I don't know. I think that, I think there are teams that'll that'll like him that need some speed and need some chess pieces. Honest God, wouldn't even mind him on the Jets, but that's a topic <laughs> for another day. Fair enough. Anybody else uh, you want to touch on for them to bring back? I mean, I don't know. I don't really think anyone jumps off the page. Rodney McLeod, he's 33. I'm assuming he's either going to walk or retire. They have like uh, six safeties. Yeah, they have, they're so deep at that position. You, and then you said Bobby Okikere, or however you pronounce yeah. his name. I guess that could be someone uh, you can bring back just with the uh, injury concerns to Shaq Leonard. But yeah, is that your Franklin? Uh, who stepped in for Leonard had 167 tackles last year. <laughs> so sure. uh, I saw that that's going to be a big decision for them to keep, to keep, uh, keep Bobby. Bobby had know. 151 too. I know. It's pretty absurd. How old is that your friend? Are you going to pay, you going to pay two linebackers? I mean, how much do you think Bobby's going to, I mean, I don't think he's going to command too much, right? I thought I saw maybe like 10. Oh, well then, yeah, peace. Yeah, he's not, yeah, you can't afford to do that. But yeah, yeah I, I didn't think he'd cost that much, to be honest. I thought he'd be more like a, I guess he is young. I didn't realize yeah. how young he was. He's only 26. Yeah. Yeah, he'll probably he'll probably get a good, a good decent size extension. And then with a, a presumed scheme change, yeah, he'll probably be gone. Right. All right, let's look at some targets. Who's, uh, who's first guy on your board that they should go after? Um, first guy, Isaac, uh, you know how to pronounce it. I don't. Yes. I will out. Yeah. Whatever the fuck it's called. Yeah. Um, I think it'd be a real good piece, obviously, uh, coming over from Philly, his head coach, uh, Shane Steichen. So I think it, he'll fit right into that offensive scheme, plug him right into that right guard spot and solidify it. Don't worry about the offensive line until day three of the draft. Right. I like that. I had a bunch of like, cheap options for offensive line because I just don't know if they're going to pay another guy on the offensive line. Um, I had Andre Dillard listed. Same thing. Eagle, bring him in. Could be a swing tackle. Could play guard. Nick Gates from the Giants. Uh, possible guard. And I also mentioned uh, possibly bringing back Eric Fisher. He was good in Indy. I know he's getting up there in age, but you know, have him there as an insurance policy. Did he play this past season? I think he did. I think he was on uh God. I don't remember. I'll find it. It's crazy how uh, like I remember how shocked he was when uh how shocked I was when he went number one overall. Like, oh Luke Jokel, but like that guy's fucking done nothing either, right? Like I mean Eric Fisher yeah, had way more successful than Luke Jokel. Big time. Won a Super Bowl. Uh, yeah, I mean Lane Johnson, obviously. I think he's we went fourth in that draft or third, so or I think he was yeah. fourth, but he's a Hall of Famer, but we'll forget about that. Uh, who- who who are some other guys that you're looking at? Who else? Um, I think James Bradbury makes a lot of sense. Uh, play outside, unless Stephon. I mean, to replace Stephon Gilmore or play beside him, I think. Uh, I think that'd be a good fit. Obviously, he just had that brutal holding call, which I don't think was a hold, but he admitted to. So I guess we'll go with it. Yeah. Uh, he's had 13 picks the last four seasons. That's something that they desperately need some more turn- turnovers. They only had 10 picks this last season, uh, six least in the NFL. And then if you can't get someone like Bradbury, maybe someone like Byron Murphy. 
got some inside outside versatility. I him too. Yeah, he's like a higher pick, so maybe a, a, just a change of scenery can help. Only twenty five years old next season. Yeah, they love. Uh, Chris Ballard's always said they love their corners with with some size. So I also had Byron Murphy and Sean Murphy Bunting also and Trey Flowers too, another big corner. Um, possibly that they could bring in some wide receivers that I had listed. We mentioned getting trying to get some speed, some field stretchers. I had Nelson Aguilar listed, possibly bring him in on the cheap. Um, Trent Sherfield, who actually had some decent time for Miami this year. I didn't hate. And then uh and then Marquez Callaway, who sometimes I feel like he was making plays for the Saints. He's only twenty five, I think. He's not much of a a field stretcher, but I feel like it's a nice like young piece that he could be your wide receiver for. Yeah, I don't hate that. I didn't know he was that young too, which is pretty uh pretty crazy. Uh one name I didn't have it's not really a wide receiver per se, but Evan Ingram. Would love him in this offense. Mm-hmm. Uh a nice move tight end, big slot receiver type of deal that he'd fit really well over the seam and really complement what they have uh right now really well. Yeah, I didn't even think about tight end just because I have like four. But uh I don't even consider don't... Evan Ingram a tight end. Personally. That's true. I think he's I don't hate like a, that. I think that'd be an intriguing off, op, option. I think, uh, I think he's going to be kind of coveted in a free agency. I think he had a, that career year, and I think an offensive coordinator who has a little bit of an imagination will really like to use him. Yeah, I thought that'd be the Jaziki spot. Poor Mike, tough year. <laughs> hey, I think he, I think he's someone who's going to be a nice buy low candidate who could have a monster year in a different system. He kind of got hosed in. Uh, with Mike McDaniel coming in, he was just kind Great of time. kind of written out of the offense. Well, he doesn't block, so what, yeah, what can he do? He is a fucking big ass body, though. He's a red zone like nightmare. I would honestly, I was gonna say some maybe the Jets, but he, they, say, he needs the he needs the block, so it's probably not an option. We need some red probably zone not. though. Probably not. Um, let's move to the draft. We uh, we mentioned before eight picks in this draft. Obviously, at four, they're at thirty six and eighty in the first three rounds. We're both talking about it. Quarterback seems obvious. Do you need to be wary of how much you need to give up? And we talked about it really depends how closely you have all these guys graded because you're going to most likely get one of three. But uh, if you really love this guy, how much are you willing to give up? I don't think there's a price, to be honest. I think it's just you go get them. I think this, this franchise has been looking for a quarterback since Andrew Luck's uh, early retirement they've gone that veteran uh i guess flyer kind of uh lottery ticket route and just hasn't worked out for them i think that they're sick of it i think ballard's on knows he's on the hot seat um regardless of if this doesn't work out he's gone so ursay i think ursay is putting a lot of pressure on him. i think if you like a guy the most you got to go get him and i don't think price really matters i think you just gotta do it i think i think this is a roster too where they kind of like we said like they're not the best but don't have any glaring weaknesses where if you get a franchise signal caller in there, you could turn the ship around real quick. Right. And even Chris Ballard has said in some of his interviews, it's like, we're literally willing to pay whatever. It's pretty crazy that he was so forward about that. I mean, yeah, I was like, going to say brutal negotiating tactic, but uh, yeah. <laughs> respect the honesty. It's like, I'm just going to show everybody my hand. <laughs> There's I mean, so many teams. There's so many teams that need to move up for a quarterback. Why would you do that? <laughs> that being said, I think that they're in a prime spot because I think 
for the they Bears. Definitely are. The Bears move back. I think it's gonna be it's gonna come down between them and Houston because I don't think the Bears want to move too far down. I don't. I mean, maybe they will if um, someone like Carolina is offering the farm, but I don't think you want to miss out on a player like Jalen Carter or Will Anderson. And if you get to four, you're guaranteed one of them. So I think they're in a good spot, but it's going to come down to that uh, AFC South divisional bidding war and who's yeah. going to be able to pony up the most. The fans of the Chicago Bears would legitimately riot if they moved out of one of the first four picks. Uh, Chris said something like interesting too. Like, what if they for the Bears? Let's say because like I heard what I also they trade heard to two and then trade to four. Yeah, well, I mean, I heard that on a couple podcasts. Like, a, a double trade back, like two or then and then two to nine. But here's something to think about: what if oh. what if like a Carolina team like Carolina offers DJ more in the package? So what am I getting? You get, so you get Justin. You get like so you get, get nine it. nine a second round pick and DJ more. And maybe some more. I don't know. I'm just just spitballing. But like, you get Justin Fields a legit target that he desperately needs, and they have the money to pay him. I don't know. I just it's, yeah. that's one thing that kind of if I'm a G if I'm the GM of the Bears, Ryan Poles, I'm gonna have to listen a little bit longer for that. But this is a Colts podcast, right for the for the time being. So, what do you think it takes for the Colts to get up to number one? Um, I think it takes their one, their two. Definitely next year's one, and then splitting hairs, be- splitting hairs between a three and a four. If you give up a three, you probably have to get something back. If you give up a four, I think that's probably about the the right price range, which is I, tough. But the thing is, you I have think, to do it. I think when it comes when when push comes to shove, I think it may even be a little bit more. I think you may have to give up <sighs> one, one, two, two. Oh. Like, and then Ozzy, and maybe like a, another pick like later in the draft. But I just think that it's gonna it's gonna get real interesting when you have Houston and Colts bidding against each other. I think, and I, also I think the Colts are more inclined to have to make the move because you also have Arizona Cardinals in front of you at three. That's a trade back scenario, right? So th- you look. There's a real possibility if you stay at four, top three, all quarterbacks. Yeah, Houston's been four, like or two it's quarterbacks. Been like, yeah, it's Houston. It's been like very hush hush, like. They feel like they're okay just staying at two, which if a team in your division is looking to pay up, like you might have to get in the mix. I think also one other thing I'm curious about is like, what kind of intel do you think they have on each other in terms of who they prefer? Like mm. we all know there's a, there's a lot of Alabama links to, um, to Houston with D'Amico Ryans and whatnot, but, and then also with the Colts, like they, like their quarterback, their uh, Steichen, has typically worked with bigger, stronger quarterbacks. We all know that uh, Ballard is a big fan of just these toolsy guys. So it's like, does that come into play where it's more like a gamble where like you're going to say, oh, they, I'm going to we'll play a, a game of chicken. I, I know they're not going to like the guy I like. I think that's one thing that could low-key uh, swing it. Um, it's obviously tougher for the Colts because they're the ones who have to do the jumping. I feel like if you're Houston, you can kind of be patient. I agree. I just, can't, I just cannot see Bryce Young – on the Colts, I can't. Really, I can't either. It, it's so Will Levis. It's ridiculous. I could see Stroud too. I could see Stroud too. Honestly, I j- I cannot see them taking Bryce Young. Yeah, I think it's just it'd be a really weird fit. All right, let's get let's get let's into the mock though. Yeah, let's let me. Uh, we're not we're not going to trade here. Another right. another interesting thing I'd like to see is like what if the Bears do end up trading with the Texans? They'll like do. Do you think the Colts try to move up to either two or three just to 
secure that. Wait, say that again. Like let's say, say the, let's say the Bears trade back to the Texans. Do you think the Colts end up trying to call two to see what they what it costs, or call three to try to move up just to get get a guy, or like in a panic move? Or do you think if they don't get one, they're going to sit there? I feel like if they don't get one, they're just going to sit there. It's crazy how I many think, teams need a quarterback. I think it, I think at that point, oh, I don't know. Again, I guess it, it really depends on who you prefer. I think it also, I also low key think it depends on the uh, veteran market. Let's say the because I think if the Raiders don't get a vet, and the Panthers don't get a vet, and the Falcons don't get a vet, and like all those teams now just like need another quarterback more. Yeah. Like, yeah, I think it could be really interesting. Right. All right. Well, we're going to see how this plays out right now. We didn't trade back. We're sticking at four. So the draft went Jalen Carter, Bryce Young at two, Will Anderson at three. So we have our pick of two quarterbacks. And we've just been talking about Levis to the Colts. Are we taking Will Levis? Even though he's not our – you're CJ Stroud's your number one. CJ Stroud's my number two. Yeah, I mean, I, I like CJ Stroud more, but I think that the Levis fit to the Colts just makes a lot of sense. All right, we'll take Will Levis here at four. Sorry, Colts fans, if you don't like that, even though I do think he has all the upside in the world. You like that. <laughs> all right, let's see where we're at here. We're at pick 35. Team needs. What are we looking for here? Uh, theoretically, we can use a guard. Osiris Torrance is right there. I think that be investing a lot in the offensive line, but damn, that's a fucking solid squad. Um, cornerback, Manuel Forbes is there. Yeah. Um, defensive tackles. I think defensive tackles are probably all, uh, all gone. Tyreek Stevenson. I know some guys are high on him. I'm not. That went 30th overall. Yeah, that's insane. All right. Yeah. None of these. You like any of these guys? Forbes? Not particularly. I kind of like Osiris Torrance here. Yeah, I think that I, I think or, or Avila. I think Osiris Torrance is a steal. I think you plug him in at right guard, and he's going to be there for most likely seven seven years if you can extend right. him. If he can keep that weight down, uh, I'm not even concerned. I think him, dude. That interior of that offensive line is disgusting yeah. with him. Protect and you just protect that quarterback too that you just invested in. Right, I love that. This pick's got to be D though. This pick has to be D. Oh, I feel like we just missed Who I don't know. Darius Rush is kind of uh, intriguing there. He's big senior bowl. He's a big, big body corner too. Play on the outside. Clark Phillips. I guess if you wouldn't have him and Kenny Moore. Yeah, right. Damn, Drew Sanders. What's, what's good with him? Why are they not liking him? Dude, the boys at PFF do not like Drew Sanders. Damn shame. Ah. Uh, I might trade out of this spot. <laughs> uh, I'll scroll up a little bit. Going fast, bro. Sorry. I didn't see anybody I liked. Should we look at corner? Uh, corner and D-tackle, I would say. Yeah, we looked at the corners before. Let's look at the interior. Uh, Irvin Dexter is interesting. Irvin Dexter, Byron Young. Byron Young is interesting, too. I think that's could be a, a nice stout. Uh, run defender they can add there. Don't hate that. Let's look at the corners. Yeah. This pick needs to be defense, but I kind of like it's a like, trade out here. It's like a like 
Caillou Blue Kelly, maybe. DJ Turner, I'm kind of intrigued with. That's like a tweener, but. Should we take Riley Moss? <laughs> I don't hate that. I think I, I think it's gotta be I think this should be a trench pick here. Interior right. D line. Who do you like? You want to take Gervin Dexter upside? Uh, I don't know. Can we take Byron Young. I think Byron Young's a pick personally. I know it's a little, right. it may be a little bit of a reach, but I think that's a it's a good culture guy to add to. He's going to be stout. He'll, he'll be good in the rotation. I think he could be a third round pick. Yeah, I mean, I think you get that Probably. Alabama. You get that Alabama pump too. I just don't know if he better fits like a um like a three four D as like a, a two gap system where he's just gonna like that's I feel like where those Alabama guys really thrive. Damn, they Maybe. hate the Byron Young pick. Yeah, we got we got an F for that pick. Real tough, but we did get an A plus for Will Levis and an A minus for Osiris Torrance. I like what we did there, honestly. We uh obviously addressed the area of need and we didn't give up any capital and we got the quarterback that we liked. We got another we got two trench players, major upgrade at guard. We got a guy in the interior that uh, we can rotate in. I think they need to they need to address that run defense um, and just the overall toughness of that D. Right. All right. Anything else before we get out of here? No, I like this draft for Colts fans. Um, I think Colts fans are probably hoping they get up to number one. But hey, if you can stay at four and still get a franchise quarterback, that's got to be a dub. I agree. All right, so that'll wrap it up for us here on Between Two Tackles. Thank you for listening. Hopefully you enjoyed our Indianapolis Colts rebuild. Stay with us. We're going to have a mock draft dropping the following day. As always, please rate and subscribe to the pod and follow our Twitter at Two Tackles with a number two. And stick with us as we continue this 2022-2023 draft season. Appreciate you, my friend. Yep, see you later.